Welcome to this edition of Community Matters Podcast, where we discuss issues important to managing and governing condos, cooperatives, and homeowner associations. My name is Tony Campisi, Executive Director of Community Associations Institute's Pennsylvania and Delaware Valley Chapter. We often hear people talk about the need for communication skills, especially in a crisis. And crisis communication skills are needed perhaps now more than ever in the midst of a global pandemic. We're going to talk about crisis communication skills in today's episode of Community Matters with today's guest, Robin Colagesi, who is the Director of Commercial Marketing and Development for SurPro of Germantown, Pennypack Bustleton, and Upper Bucks. Robin, thank you for joining me today, and please tell our listeners a little bit about SurPro. Hi, Tony. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate um, having this opportunity. Uh, SurPro, being a leader in the not just the country, but internationally in Canada as well, uh, with COVID-19 and SARS-CoV-2 cleaning, um, you know, our normal wheelhouse is fire and water restoration, but we are now on the forefront of helping to uh, battle this disease and this virus. Okay, thank you for that. And before we get into the, the content, I do want to recognize the sponsor of today's podcast episode, Bustamante Engineers offers a full range of building-related engineering services, including structural inspections and property condition assessments, reserve and transition studies, as well as design and project management services for commercial and residential clients. Find out more at www.bustamanteengineers.com. And that's spelled B-U-S-T-A. M-A-N-T-E, engineers.com. Robin, in light of the pandemic that we are all living through right now, people's sensitivity is at an all-time high. What is the best way to communicate with a, a resident, a homeowner, an employee, or even a board member in a community association? The most important thing with communicating is to take your time before speaking. It's not a race. Saying the wrong thing, even at the wrong time, can injure a person's feelings. And right now in this pandemic, everyone's emotions are on edge. People are afraid of the unknown. So my best advice to everybody is that silence is not only golden, but it's okay. Take time to think before you speak and ask yourself a couple of questions. Is what I'm about to say positive and productive? So the one golden rule there is to think before you speak. I think that's a golden rule for life, Robin. (laughs) That too. Yes, tell me what is the most important quality uh, in your estimation that you need to have in order to be an effective communicator? A lot of people can be good communicators by just talking, but we've, we've all been in the audience where you listen to somebody speak and speak and speak, and they're not listening. One of the most important tools any good effective communicator could have is to be an effective listener. I learned that lesson a long time ago. Actually, one of my first managers 
said to me, in order to be successful, you've got to master the art of listening. And that has stuck because if you're listening to what's being said to you, you can dig to the core of the issue. If you don't listen and you assume or you just hear the words and answer what's already thought in your head, that's where you, you lose your effectiveness as a communicator. And that's where your message can get lost on the listener. Robin, when we were discussing this podcast, um, you had mentioned the three V's uh, and, and spoken communication. What, what are the three V's? If you could explain those for our listeners and spoken communication and why are they so important? So in communicating, the three V's are verbal, vocal, and visual. Uh, communication is not just the spoken word. That is a part of it. That's the verbal part. It is what's being spoken, what the context of the words you're, you're delivering. But you have to consider the other two V's. The vocal is your pitch, your tone. Have you ever spoken to somebody where you can tell immediately that they're frustrated or they're upset just by their tone and their, their delivery of their verbal communication. That's very important. And that's where, when you go back to number one, which is thinking before you speak to get yourself kind of grounded on that level where you know what words you're gonna say, now how are you gonna say them? What's that delivery? Take that deep breath and speak slowly and carefully and on an even tone. If you react with a rushed sentence, an accelerated voice, um, a higher pitch, that's gonna come across more aggressively. Uh, it could be taken as you're uh, you know, under attack um, or it could just hurt feelings. So again, I know we're talking a little bit about the pandemic and our current state of affairs, but this is general rules of thumb for communicating in general. If you have, a communication issue and somebody is coming to you with either a problem, you know, you want to express yourself in a calm, cool, collective tone. And that's the vocal part of communication. The third V is visual. Um, people's actions speak volumes. I don't mean to use a lot of cliches here, but you can tell by a person's facial reactions by their posture, by their hand gesture of the intent behind their words. So again, uh, I, I will go back to that first question where we talked about, you know, that taking the time to think before speaking, this is where you wanna compose yourself. No matter what the listener is bringing to you, you wanna take that deep breath. You want to think about the words, which is your verbal, you want to, Make sure your voice is on a calm, cool level position. And then visually, how are you appearing? What is the other person seeing? Because if they see you all clenched up and your jaw tight and your, your eyebrows frowned, that conveys a message that they're only going to hear that rather than what you're actually intending to communicate. So the three V's, very important, your verbal, your vocal, and your visual. Okay, you, um, you mentioned earlier that a good communicator speaks to help the listener. Can you expand on that a little bit more? Sure. So you want to communicate with the intention of helping the listener. 
Um, there are a lot of reasons why people talk. Uh, sometimes it's merely small talk. They just, you know, hey, how's your golf game going? You, you want to listen to what they're saying to get an understanding of why they're actually talking. Other times it might be that they're trying to present information. You know, they might be um, coming to you for an answer or assistance. If it's just small talk, you know, that's, that's a way that you can just engage and be light about it. But if you're not sure of uh, what the point of that talk is, you should simply and politely ask for some clarification. Um, such a thing could be very helpful to someone who presents something that might be of a need. Uh, I like to say a good habit uh, for scenarios like this is to ask the question, are you asking me to just bounce ideas off me or are you asking for my help? When you can be very clear on what their intent is, that will help you determine how to best communicate and help the listener. Um, that's where I'm talking about, you know, the order of speaking to help the listener. You want to help achieve their goals in that kind of communication. Let's turn to conflict for a moment, um, especially in today's world. And I think this is not necessarily because of the pandemic. I think conflict was on the rise in society in general before the pandemic hit. And certainly it's it's been all, all over our televisions since the pandemic. Um, what's your best advice for handling conflict and uncomfortable issues? Well, after you master the ability to stop and think before you speak, which should be in all your communication, after you analyze what the exact conflict may be, and you've maintained your cool and you, you, you are in a place of, of good expression, the first and foremost is honesty. Um, honesty, even if it's uncomfortable honesty, is still received better by the listener than you trying to spin it or tweak it or be indirect and kind of step over it. Listeners can, can not only hear that, but will feel that. There's a transparency to being honest when you're dealing with conflict. And that also helps build your reputation as an effective communicator for future instances. But honesty is the very first most important thing when dealing with conflict or uncomfortable issues. Second to that is you do need to be firm but tactful. Obviously, conflict can arise from unreasonable situations. Though it may be an unreasonable or unwarranted situation, you have to reflect that this is important to the listener. This person is coming to me with an issue, no matter what your personal feelings are on it, it's important to them. So you have to be tactful, but you do have to be firm. If there's specific rules in, in your governing documents, or you know, it, it could be something as simple about rules at the pool house, be firm, but tactful. These are our rules, Mr. XYZ. If you have an issue, you can write it down. We can bring it up at the next board meeting if you're looking for some type of change. But these are the rules. You need to wear swim trunks in the pole house. <laughs> Just side throw that little humor in there for a little bit. Um, but you get my point with the firm but tactful. 
you also, you know, want to make sure you use the right words at the right time. I, I kind of said earlier, you might say the right thing at the wrong time. Uh, so you want to make sure you say the right thing at the right time, uh, which is kind of going back to assessing the situation and reading the listener and what their actual need is and what they're coming to you for. And that's how you can help determine picking the right time to say the right words. You obviously don't want to say, sorry, those are the rules, deal with it. If somebody is coming to you with, with a problem about a rule or um, a, a declaration. If it's a serious or important matter in conflict, you obviously want to record it. And certain states like Pennsylvania, you have to get permission from the person recording it, but it protects yourself and it also documents the situation uh, for your board or for whoever else needs to be involved in that case. And it's, it's okay to say, Mr. XYZ, please sit down, let's try and resolve this. But if you don't mind, I am gonna record this so I can refer back to it when I'm going to take my notes to bring to the board of directors. Most people won't have a problem with that, but there are some unruly people, uh, honestly, that we, we all know some that kind of can go out of the way to be a little bit um, obnoxious and or unreasonable. And, and, and that's another um, situation to deal with it, with conflict is if it is a person, a, a repeat, I don't wanna say a repeat offender, but somebody that just complains about everything that doesn't like any answers that just is a, you know, somewhat of a troublemaker, if it's ongoing, you might want to look for, for help from other people, other people on the board, other people on your staff to help diffuse that conflict. Sometimes it could just be a personality thing. There, there could be just a thing with you and somebody else and you'll just never be able to bridge that. And that's okay to bring in somebody else to help be that third party to help mediate between the two. So it's important to discern whether that person is just bringing some conflict to you because of legitimate reasons or if they're a repeat offender and they're just, they have nothing better to do but to complain. And most importantly, um, you don't wanna let unresolved matters go unanswered. You know, there's a lot of situations in conflict, in crisis that you would just rather not deal with, that you would just, you'll put on the back burner, I'll deal with that next week. But the longer you let things go unresolved uh, and unanswered, the more that the listener can stew and build more hostility and um, that type of conflict that you want to try and nip in the bud. So uh, unfortunately, we're all put in this situation in professional situations, uh, personal as well. It's, it's best to be upfront and face conflict head on. And also you have to remember that when it comes to conflict, sometimes people just need to vent. And that's where I'll go back to number one again, take your time before you speak and listen. They might just be coming into your office strictly to vent about something. And I, I often say it's like coming into my office and throwing up on my desk. I've had it happen, I'm sure you all have as well, but when it's said and done, the person's like, okay, thank you. I really needed to get that out. And that was it. And I've never said a word, but I did my job. I was their pincushion. I let them 
be upset and get it out of their system and that's all they needed to do. They needed to verbalize it and have a friendly face on the other side, nodding with them, just listening. Uh, so that's another element uh, in conflict communication. And then something else I'd like to mention that I like to do is when there's emotion involved in communication, sometimes people don't say things the way they mean to say them or what they actually intend. I like to paraphrase, and I strongly suggest this for anybody that's dealing with a, a conflict situation, is to ask back, so Mr. XYZ, just so I'm clear, are you asking me about X, Y, and Z? Or does this bother you because it infringes on this right? Whatever that may be, paraphrase it back so you can confirm that you're understanding exactly what they're trying to say to you. Sometimes you think you know what they're saying and then if you paraphrase it back, they're like, no, no, that's not what I meant. And it opens the opportunity to have more effective, better communication between the two. So Robin, the world has changed dramatically in the last uh, 10 weeks or so. Um, and most, if not all of our communication these days is now being done virtually. Uh, the same way you and I are recording this podcast. And normally we'd be sitting across a table from each other, but we are sitting across a computer screen from each other. What are the best suggestions that you have for effective virtual communication? And as you answer the question, if you could also just comment on um, these tips that you're about to share on effective virtual communication, are they the same or different if we're communicating in person one-to-one -one across the table from each other? Well, that's funny you should say that because you're correct. Um, in the world of telephones, that's, that's a completely different realm of communication. But in this virtual world, it's not just our voice. With, without video, we only have to rely on our, our content of our words and the pitch, the vocal, the vocal and the verbiage. That's all we can work on. But we have video here now. So with video, it takes into um, effect the, the visuals. So you have to do all of the above again. You're still having a one-on-one -on -one communication with somebody, you're looking at them and you're looking them in the eye. I had a situation the other day where I had a, a very bad headache and one of the owners uh, was on the call with me. I was presenting and he could tell my headache. He knew I had one, but he could just tell by my facial expressions, by the way I was sitting that I, it was it was it was beating me, and um, people can read that. So you have to keep that in mind on these Zoom calls. It's visual. In our current state that we are in, uh, there's been a lot of talk about oh our new norm. We can wear pajamas. Who needs to do makeup? You know, while we are understanding of babies and children and dogs and doorbells, that's part of it. But in my opinion, we still need to respect the people we're speaking with. You should not be in your pajamas when you're having a call. I mean, if it's a coworker, that's one thing. But if you're having a call, a Zoom call with a resident or a board member, respect yourself and respect them and 
make yourself presentable as if you were meeting in person. That's probably the best piece of advice I can give anybody is to treat your computer as if it's really the person, because in fact, it is. Well, Robin, this has been great advice, and um, especially now given the, the situation that we're all living in. So I want to thank you for joining me today for this episode of Community Matters Podcast. We hope this information is helpful to our listeners as we all continue to navigate this pandemic. If you would like more information on the services that are provided by ServPro, please visit them online at www.servproupperbucks.com. S-E-R-V-P-R-O-U-P-P-E-R-B-U-C-K-S.com. I'd like to also recognize our sponsor one final time, Bustamante Engineers, and you can find them online at www.bustamanteengineers.com. For more resources and best practices on managing and governing your condominium, cooperative, or homeowners association, please contact CAI or visit our website at www.cai-padelval.org. Thank you for listening.